want to be learning the Kutli Sifas Kilik Chafalef. The second Sifa for Parshas Tetzavah. This is a Rashi Sifa, and it discusses the idea of Luchusim Begadim, a Kayin or Kayin Gadol that serves in the base of Migdash or the Mishkan, missing one of the pieces of clothing, the Big Dekuna, is Chai Pisa Bidei Shemayin. So it's going to discuss Rashi's approach on those Pesukim. What's interesting about this particular Rashi Sifa is that the, the Rebbe is going to be focusing more on what Rashi's interpretation is, more than how, how, does, how do we know, where did Rashi get that from? Meaning as in many Sifas, the Rebbe will focus on both ideas. First of all, why doesn't Rashi look like, learn like the other Mepharshi and Taira? And then what exactly is Rashi saying? Over here, the main focus is that there's different commentators explaining Rashi in different ways. And the Rebbe is going to show how these Purushan, these other comments in Rashi, doesn't fit according to the Lashon of Rashi or the logic of Rashi, and therefore that was going to come up with a new um, path of understanding Rashi. He doesn't. He does not, however, discuss why Rashi learns in this particular way, or at least not um, not uh, directly. But at the end of this year, what we will try to do is we will try to look and based on what the Rebbe has discussed in the Shir, what the approach of Rashi is, try to see, based on that, why Rashi doesn't learn, let's say, like the Ramban, for example, and but more exactly like the Shita that he actually learns. Okay, so as mentioned in this week's parasha, it, it discusses the, the making of the Big Day Kaddish, and there's also three Sukkim that discuss the punishment for a Kayin or a Kayin Gobel not wearing one of these Pagamba. The first pasuk is in Parak of Ches Pasuk Just finished discussing the Nihil. Just to give you a little background, in pasuk, uh, in pasuk Dalid, the pasuk tells us that they should make six begadim for the kain gadol. Does the cheshon, the cheshon, the eifer, the meil, the kseinis, the kashves, the snefets, and the avnei. So it tells us about six clothing you should make for Aaron. And then it discusses so far at this point. It discusses the the eifer, the cheshon. And now it's discussing the meal. And at the end of the discussion of the meal, it tells us how the meal is supposed to have these golden bells. Apostle Lamadal tells us that the Hayal Aaron Lashar said it will be on Aaron to serve, and the meal will be on Aaron to serve. And the sound will be heard when he comes into the Kaidesh in front of Hashem and when he leaves. And he will not die. So here is the first source for this idea that if he's, the Kain Gadol is missing one of the pieces of clothing, he'll be Chai Bisa. The Pashtas, again, it's talking about the Me'il. But already we're seeing this idea that if he doesn't have the, one of the Begadim, the Me'il, he'll be Chai Bisa. Then we go to Pasik Mem Gimel. It, just to tell you again what happens in Pasik Lamed Vav, it discusses how the Tzitz is made. Then in Pasik Mem, it tells us the Begadim for a regular Kain, tells us three of them, tells us about the Kataynes. The Avnate and the Mikbais, which they're made for them for the covenant affairs. Pastor Mamala continues that Moshe will clothe Aaron and his children with them, and then he will anoint them with the oil, and he will inaugurate them, and he'll uh, sanctify them, and they will be a claim for me. Pastor Mamala tells us that he makes the pants for Aaron and his children. This is the fourth time we're mentioning the pants. That would be the eighth piece of clothing for the Kain Gobel, or the fourth for the Ragin Kain And the purpose is the Chassis are ever to cover the Erika. Pasamimimimu continues that that they will be on Aaron's children when they come to the Amalite. Oh, when they approach the Mizdech to serve, and they won't uh, 
um, carry the sin and they will die. This is a chukah for him and his children forever. So Pasuk Gimel is the second Pasuk that we're seeing this idea that Aaron and his children need to be wearing the begadim uh, when they approach the when they come into the Ayomayim or when they go to the Mizbeach to surf. If not, there is a of Misa. And it tells us that this is a chukah for him and his children forever. Those are the two parts, two places. Perkhatet continues regarding the actual inauguration of Aaron and his children, just to give a little adam of what that is. Um, there's really two parts of the of, of Aaron and his children becoming Kayin. The first part was uh, Hashem choosing Aaron and his children and telling Moshe to make them Kayinim. So there was the actual becoming a Kayin, which was something I guess Lamailam and Atama that they have now have that Kayan gene that they have in the Kedusha of being a Kayan. But that's not enough to actually serve in the Mishkan of the basic English. It's not enough just to be a Kayan and thereby be able to serve in the Mishkan. Rather, there's a second part, which is you need to be inaugurated. There needs to be the actual inauguration, which Rashi explains that's the beginning. That whenever you begin something, uh, you have to have a Chinuch, inauguration. Chinuch is that you begin that the item that you're going that you're going to continuously do over the large period of time. The first time you do it is called the achinah, which means a training. That the first time you're being trained into that position. So in order for Aaron and his children to begin serving the Nathan Migdash, they needed this training, which was an, an inauguration. And by having this chinuch, then they'd be able to serve in the um, Mishkan or the Beis Migdash. So there's really two parts of it. The Tzasif and Chayu Gvav, where the Rebbe discusses those two ideas, not really for now. But Perkhotes is discussing that second point of what the inauguration was. It tells us about certain kabbalists that they brought. And one of the things were that Moshe Rabbeinu had to put on the Bigdekun on Aaron, the eight pieces of clothing, and also the clothing for uh, the Kayan Hedjit, for, uh, for his sons. And Pasik Tess tells us that after, after Moshe put on all the clothing, it tells us, Kuna, the Fukus Island, that it will be for them a Kuhuna uh, forever. And, uh, and he will have inaugurated or filled the hands and arm of his children with the Yin of Kuna. So the Gemara tells us that what does it mean that it will be for them a Kuna Asylum? So the Gemara tells us this in Zwachim, Dr. Ches, also Sanhedrin, Dr. Pegimo, tells us that by putting on these clothing, through that they will have a Kuna Asylum. That putting on the clothing, that's what makes them a Kayin. Meaning is, it's not just that the first time that they put it on, uh, they they have now uh, they're they now they're in a status of those who are allowed to serve in the base of Mikdash, but it's actually something which is continuous. That whenever they have the clothing on them, then they are allowed to serve in the base of Mikdash. But if they don't have the clothing upon them, then they will not be allowed to serve in the base of Mikdash. They would be considered like a czar. It says when the clothing is on them, they are their kahuna. Is upon them when the clothing is not upon them, they are not kahuna, and therefore they be considered a czar. And halak is that a czar, which is mishamish, which served in the base of Mikdash, is chayv misa. So, therefore, a coin that's not wearing his bag, it is considered a czar, and he'd be chayv misa for doing avoida in the base of Mikdash. So, that's what the Gemara learns out from this pasuk. So, we're seeing this is the third pasuk that tells us this idea that you need to be serving in the um, that, that you need the begadim in order to serve in the Mishkan. It's not enough just being a coin, you also need to begot them in order to serve in the base of Mikdash. Just maybe some one interesting point, which is not directly connected, but uh, regarding this idea of when they put on the clothes, they were considered a, a certain level of kahuna to it. So there's an interesting 
uh, idea by, by coin, there's a certain cover that you're supposed to uh, give a coin. A coin gets the first aliyah, he's supposed to get the first piece, the first uh, portion of the meal. You know, the, he's the one that leads the benching. There's certain halakhas of cover that you're supposed to give a coin. A coin, you're not supposed to use a coin uh, against his will, with definitely when he doesn't want, uh, because it's not considered the covet. So the shayla is, is a covet, is a coin allowed to be meichal on his covet. Could it be meichal? So the, the Goyis Mordechai tell us that there was a story that um, the Rebbeinu Tam asked a coin to do something for him. Or maybe it was the other way around, that this coin did something for Rebbeinu Tam. Either way, uh, he did something for Rebbeinu Tam. He was a coin, and Rebbeinu Tam is not. So the they asked, how, how could how could he, this, you allow this coin to do something for you? So Rebbeinu Tam answers, it's only Bizban Shabdei Malayim. And the God of all Malayim, that's when the Kuhuna is upon him. So then they asked, so he that he'd be allowed to marry a divorcee. You can't do Pidjur and Ben nowadays. He wouldn't be able to get Truma. It's only when they have the Begum, that's when they have the Kuhuna. But if not, not. So rather, they give a different answer. It's because a coin is allowed to be Michael. A coin could be Michael on his cup. Fine. But the question is, what was Rabbeinu Tam's Svar? And there's many ways of learning Rabbeinu Tam. But one of the ways of learning the Rabbeinu Tam is, the Rabbeinu Tam is saying that there was, there's a difference. The, the, these special halachas of COVID only apply when the kahuna is upon them, meaning is that they once wore the big day kahuna. That there's certain halachas from this that this that they're koyin, that they're born a koyin, they're not allowed to marry a grusha. From this that they're born a koyin, they're able to get truma. But then there's a certain level of covet that they're getting because they serve in the base of Mignash. So the idea that they're getting covet is because they're Mashar Se Hashem, that they, they serve Hashem in the base of Mignash. So it's not just the union of that they're koyin and Hashem gave the koyanim certain gifts and had certain halachas. Dafka koyin that serves in the base of Mignash has a, another level of kedusha that he's the one that's been inaugurated and designated to serve Hashem. So once you, you got that position, even if it's just one time, you're on another level of Kedusha, and then you have a higher level of COVID. Uh, and that's where Rabbeinu Tam held, where that, that's when you're, you have to give the COVID to, uh, to the Kayan, not when that does not apply. Even the matters of Shaila, just to give the full sugya, is that what was Rabbeinu Tam trying to say, that if a Kayan once served in the base of Migdash, that he's never allowed to be Michael, but nowadays he could be Michael, or is he saying that if he never served in the base of English, then you don't even need to be Michael, you don't have that cup. The question is, if you serve the base of English, it's on a higher level of cup and he can't be Michael, but if he never served in the base of English, then he could be Michael, or is he, is he just saying that um, he doesn't even need to have Michaela nowadays, it's because if he didn't serve in the base of English, he doesn't get that covet because he's not considered a Mishoris of Hashem, but Paya. Either way, the point is that the inauguration actually going into uh, the base Mikdash one time, putting on the clothing and doing the Avaidah the first day, which that brings you into the Kuna, gives you a certain level of Kedusha that you would not have, have had uh, otherwise. Okay. Fine. So, so those were the three Pesukim are. So the Shaila is, and all the portion discuss it, is why do you need three Pesukim to tell us the same idea that someone who's missing clothing, a Kayin who's missing clothing, is Chayim So therefore, uh, there's different uh, interpretations. Let's start with the Ramban before we get to Rashi, because the Ramban is a more simplistic one, and then we could take it as, that would be the jumping board to Rashi. So the Ramban says that the three Pesukim are teaching us three different things. He says, in Lamed, hey, it's talking about the ill, And more specifically, it's talking about the reasoning of the bells. And the Pasuk saying that the purpose of the bell is that when he comes into the Kaidish, he will be able to be heard when he comes in and, and when he leaves. Why? Because 
because an individual, a servant that comes in front of the king without announcing himself, or he leaves the king without notifying the king that he's leaving, without getting permission, that person is Chayv Misa. So the Pasuk saying is that when he comes, he will make this noise, that will be, he's asking permission, or he's notifying the king that he's coming in. And when he leaves, he again notifies the king that he's leaving. And therefore, he won't die, because above, because the Lashon of the Ramban is that above Melech Pisa, that if you come to the king suddenly, you'd be Chayv Misa. And that's why the Pasuk saying in a way of negative, that if he's wearing these clothing, he won't be Chayv Misa. But if he isn't, he would be Chayv Misa because he would, would show this disrespect to the king. So that's the first one he's saying. is just telling us a, a, a din really which is specific or telling us the reasoning behind the Me'il. As the Ramban, Ramban says an interesting idea. He says all the, the purpose of all the clothing, uh, most of the clothing, as we'll see, is for the idea of Kavid Hashem. It's wearing special clothing which shows a certain uniqueness that these are servants of Hashem and therefore they, they, they have these clothing which are called Kavalut Ferris. He says, but the bells, an important person doesn't put bells on the bottom of the clothing. So the Pasuk wants to know is why does a Kain Gadol have bells on his clothing? So therefore, he needs to tell us it's for a different reason. It's not because of COVID, rather it's to announce his coming to the king. Okay, so that's that Pasuk. Then he says, Pasuk Mem Gimel. He says, Pasuk Mem Gimel is telling us really just about the pants. He says, because if you look at the Pesukim, Pasuk Mem tells us, about uh, making about how Moshe put on the clothes to Aaron and his children, but at that point we only spoke about seven pieces of clothing: seven for the kind Gadol and three for the kind Hedger. So Aaron Moshe put on those pieces of clothing, and then the next pasuk, pasuk and tells us that there's another piece of clothing you need that that's pants. And why do you need the pants? That's not because the Lakavi Lutveris, that's an Enoch Kedusha, that you need these clothing for the inauguration, that by putting on this clothing, that would inaugurate them and sanctify them and allow them to serve at the base of the English. She says, no, the pants was more mundane. You needed the pants because it's Psar Erva. It was more of a bazaar. If you're not wearing the pants, then the Erva is shown, and that's not, not, not respectful for the base of Migdash. Therefore, the purpose of the pants was to cover the Psar Erva, and, and therefore, he says, Moshe didn't put the pants on Aaron and his children. Aaron and his children put the pants on themselves. Mashiach, and the other piece of the clothing, that was part of the inauguration because that had to do with sanctifying Aaron and his children. And therefore, after Pasuk Membeis tells us he made the pants for Aaron and his children, and he also says all the other clothing, it was set separately, tells us the clothing of the Kain Gadol, then tells us the clothing of the Kain Hedrin. And then all of a sudden, by the pants, it's the same for the Kain Gadol. It, it includes, includes them both in the same Pasuk. It tells us the pants should be made for them, Aaron and his children. Why is the pants being singled out? And, and, and it's the same for Aaron and his children. Masha'ink and all the other pieces of clothing, even the Ksenis, which the Chayur is the same thing, it was first tells about the Ksenis by Aaron, and then tells about the Ksenis by his children. The reasoning is because those were had to do with Kabbalah Tferis, and therefore it was a special set of clothing for the Kongaldo, a special set of clothing for the Big Hedrick, even if some of them would have been the same. He says, but Mechnesayim doesn't have to really do with the Begadim, the Big Day Kaidish. It was the idea of carving the Basar Erva. Therefore, Pasim and Gimel is telling us that if they didn't wear, if Aaron and his children did not wear this special pair, this pair of pants, then it would be Abzayim, and there would be Chayv Misa. So it's only talking about the pants. And then, Perkhav Tes, Pasuk Tes, and says, that from there the Gemara learns that when you have the Begolim on, you're a Kayin, if not, you're a Zor and Chayv Misa. That's by all the other pieces of clothing. That's by the other seven. So therefore, in Perkhav Tes, which is talking about Moshe Bepeo putting on the clothing and bringing the Karbanis, the inauguration itself, it only mentions those seven pieces of clothing. It actually, doesn't even mention the pants in Perak Chavtes because that wasn't part of the inauguration according to the Ramban, and it, therefore Perak Chavtes, uh, Chavtes, Chavtes is really only talking about the other seven begum. That is how the Ramban learns it. Rashi does not learn it that way. Rashi learns, when he goes to Pasuk Lamed Hay, 
which is about the male. Rashi says, Yavos, he says, you won't die if you're wearing the clothing. So he says, that from the negative, meaning is that he won't die if he has the clothing. We can learn also the positive. Positive, not as in positive, but positive as the opposite of negative. That the positive would be that when would he die? That if he has the clothing on, he won't be chayvinsa. But in Yekonis, but if he enters into the Mishkan when he's mechus or echem in the begot of Allah, but if he enters missing one of these pieces of clothing, then he would be chayvinsa. So even before we get into Rashi, we have to understand what does he mean? He says that, but if you're missing one of these pieces of clothing, he says, echem in the Which clothing is he referring to? So he's clearly not learning like the Ramban that says the begotten is the me'il because begotten is plural. So is he referring to the six pieces of clothing that we mentioned earlier in Pasuk Dalit? Is he talking about just the three pieces of clothing that we've described how they're made? Granted to detail, the me'il, the ephod, and the chayshin. Or is he talking about all eight pieces of clothing? He's talking about all the eight pieces of clothing for the kind gadol and also the four pieces of begotten which would be for the kind hedge. So what is he going to refer to? But besides for that, there's also a second question, which the Rebbe does not discuss in the Sikha, is, but Chalal, why does Rashi learn that it's talking about the Begadim and not the Me'il? The Pashtas, the Pasik's talking about the Me'il. Why does Rashi all of a sudden say, missing one of these Begadim, Pshutish Amikra, Pasik Laman Hei is talking about the Me'il, so why does Rashi say that it's talking about the other Begadim? Why doesn't he just put like the Ramban that it's talking about the Me'il? The Rebbe doesn't discuss that in the Sikha, maybe we'll able to come to some conclusion based on the Sikha, but that would be another very strong question on Rashi. And the question that the Rebbe does discuss is when you go to Pasuk Mem Gimel, where it talks about, um, again, after discussed all the clothing, and Moshe putting the clothing on, Aaron and his children. So if Rashi says that Aaron, that they will be on Aaron, those are the Bergadim that were mentioned by Aaron, meaning the eight, which are right for him. Al-Banev are the clothing which are said by his children, which are the four clothing. When they come into that Ayamayid, which is the Heichal, and also for the Mikdash, but Mesa, they will die if they're not wearing it. Meaning, that if someone, Kayin, serves in the Mesa Mikdash, while he's missing one of these pieces of clothing, he'll be Chayim Misa. So the question is, it seems like it's repetitive. Rashi already told us in Pasuk Lamed, hey, that if, you're, that if you enter missing one of these pieces of clothing, you're, you're going to be Chayim Misa B'Deshamayim. So passing them Gimel is telling us exactly the same thing, that if you're Mashanish, you're gonna you're gonna be Chayv Misa. Furthermore, in Pasik Men Gimel, Rashi says, Lamanata, from here we're learning. This teaches us that you're that if you're missing one of the pieces of clothing and you serve on the base of English, you're gonna be Chayv Misa. What do you mean you're learning from here? Halamata, you're learning from here. We already just mentioned in Pasik Lamad, hey, this is a few seconds later. You're not learning it from here, we already learned it once. So what does Rashi mean from here you're learning? And the other proportion also asks that according to Rashi, the Chah, why do you need a, what does he mean that you're learning it from this Pasuk? Doesn't the Gemara learn it from Perikov Tas Pasuk Tas the Haisukun Asylum? So what does Rashi mean that you're learning it from here, from Pasuk Mem Gimel, that, you, you, that, that if you're Mishamish Misirachai, that if you're Mishamish Mechus Begadim Bechai Misa? That's not true. You learn it from Perikov Tas Pasuk Tas. That's the source that the Gemara learns out this concept from. So there's many different explanations in Rashi. We'll just go through. Really, I guess the ones that the Rebbe mentions, even though there's some others that the Rebbe doesn't mention, but it still goes into the. There's two main approaches, really, that we're going to see in the Mephorshim. One approach is it deals, it tries to explain a Rashi according to the Gemara. The second approach in Mephorshim is, is that it's going to assume that Rashi is not learning like the Gemara, because the Gemara is not 
And therefore, it's just going to explain why Rashi needs two psukim. The third pasik Rashi does, which is how the Gemara learns it, that's not Pshutah Shemikra, they don't even bother dealing with it. But they want to deal with this, why does Rashi need two psukim? So some portion will understand what's the purpose of three psukim, because they're going to try to explain Rashi like the Gemara. The other set of portion will just learn Rashi uh, not according to the Gemara, and the question will be, why does Rashi need two psukim? Okay, so let's start with the Ibrahim. The Ra'im understands Rashi, tries to explain Rashi like the Gemara. So he explains, he says like this. He says, Pasuk Lamed Hey, Rashi says, Habagadim Halal, these Begadim. What are these Begadim? Those are the six Begadim that have been mentioned so far in Pasuk Dalet. That's what we're referring to. Begadim Halalu is the six Begadim. And if you, masham, if you enter in missing one of them, you're going to be high Misa. But that only tells us about the six begotten. We don't know about all the other ones. So therefore, we need to have Pasim and Gimel that tells us about the other two begotten, the Chatasayim and the Sitz. And probably also, the first Pasim really only told us about Aaron. doesn't tell us about his children. So the brain doesn't mention this, but Mem Gimel also mentions about Aaron and his children. So you could say also the next Pasim is telling us Aaron and his children. Also mentions it's, it's forever. So there are a bunch of details that are added in Pasik and Gimel. So I am combining a few different explanations really in the Re'em, just to make it the work of Shmach, but it's a combination, which is really based on the Re'em's Pshat, that Pasik Lamed is just teaching us one idea. It's the sixth Begadim by the Kain Galo. When Githam and Gimel teaches us all the eight Begadim, teaches about the Kain Hedjit, also teaches us that it's a Chukas Elam, it's not just by the inauguration of the Mishkan, it's forever. So therefore it's an important Pasik that we need. I so why do we need Kerakot test, Pasuk test, which tells us the Islam Kunas So the Rain says like this. He says, if we only would have had Pasuk Mem Gimel, we might have thought that Pasuk Mem Gimel is referring to the pants, like the Rambam. He says, if we only had Pasuk Mem Gimel, we would say, okay, Pasuk Mem Beis is talking about the pants. Pasuk Mem Gimel is also talking about the pants, and only the pants is a Chiyav Nisa. So if we only had Pasuk Mem Gimel, we would assume it's referring to the pants. So therefore, he says, we need to have which is Pasik Per, again, Chav Test, Pasik Test, which tells us that this is a did by all the Begadim. That when the Kahunas Eilam, when they have the, the Begadim on them, then they're a kind, if not, they're a Zar. So why don't we just bring Pasik Test? He says, but if we only had Pasik Test, we wouldn't have known the concept that if someone's missing one of the Begadim, that's a Chiyav Misa. If we only had that Pasik, all it says over there, that the Begadim make them a Kahunas Eilam. And we're learning, uh, oh, but if they don't, they're considered a czar, and just like a czar's chayv, he's also a kain. He says, but we wouldn't have come to that conclusion unless we already had some type of source that missing one of the pieces of clothing is a chayv misa. It's because it's a jump, saying that, oh, he's, he, even though he's a kain, but he's missing the pieces, a piece of clothing, he's like a czar, and he's chayv misa. Kain's not a czar. Kain always eats truma. Kain's still not allowed to eat uh, grusha, even if he's not wearing the big dekuna. So the kahuna is not based on wearing the, kai, uh, the, the clothing. So he's not a czar, uh, essentially, he's a kain. So therefore, he says, we need the pasik by the pants that tells us that there's a chi of Nisa by missing one of the clothing. Once we know that missing a piece of clothing is a chi of Nisa, then when we go to Perikot test, pasik test, and tell us about the kunos oilam, then we can learn that if you're missing any of the pieces of clothing, then you're considered a czar, at least when it comes to the Indian of serving the basic English. Therefore, you'd be chai Nisa for any of the pieces of clothing. So therefore, he says, that's why you need both. So once we have both of these psukim, that's how Rashi knows that when it says 
the, the, the din in the posse, that the uh, oil arm, that will be for Aaron and, and his children when they come into the oil Maya, the Bikishnam Uzbek, the Mesu, how do we know that it's referring to all the clothing and not just the pants? He says, we only know that because of the next pair, because of Pasuk Tas. That since Pasuk Tas is telling us that this applies to the, all the clothing, therefore Rashi knows, uh, based on what it's going to say later, that our Pasuk is also referring to all the clothing. It's not just referring to, to the pants. Again, because if you only had our Pasuk, we would have thought it's a special did by the pants. Because when the pants is a, a, it's a disgrace, it's an erva, and therefore you're high because of the erva. But once we have the next Pasuk, that tells us that any of the clothing, then we understand that our Pasuk is not referring to the pants. Rather, when it says, you al it doesn't mean that the pants will be on our. Rather, you means any of the pieces of clothing that we've been discussing in this pair. you al is referring to any of the pieces of clothing, and that's how, why he needs it. The problem with the Re'em's shot uh, is, then why do you need Pasuk Laman? Hey, once we're saying that Perik Tass is talking, talking about the other seven types of clothing. Or it's telling us about the clothing in general. And then Pasuk Nam Gimel is telling us the pants, and through the combination of both of them, we know that this rule applies to all clothing. And therefore, when it says, Bahayu al Arna if not, there'll be Mesu, that means all the Begadim. Then why do you need Pasuk Lamed? Hey, it says Aaron and his children. Aaron had eight, Aaron, his children had four. So we already know this rule. That if Aaron is missing any of the pieces of clothing, the six, the eight, any of them, he'd be five So all of a sudden, Pasuk Lamahe becomes uh, redundant. That, that's one problem with the rain. The second problem, which we'll, I'll discuss in a moment, after, uh, is Rashi doesn't actually learn like the Gemara. In Perichot Tess, Pasuk Tess, we're assuming that Rashi is learning like the Gemara, but we're going to see Rashi, he doesn't learn that way. But let's, we'll get to that in a moment. Let's first do a second approach, the Gurari. So the Gurari, also is going to try to explain Rashi like the Gemara. So he says like this. He says, if we only had Pasuk Lamed Hay, Lamed Hay would only be referring to the Me'il. Yeah, you need to have the Me'il, uh, but if you, if you don't have the Me'il, you don't have the bells which are on the Me'il, then you, it'd be a Chiyav Misa because uh, it's not making the noise when you come into the Ayav Mo'i, just like the Ramban. If we only had that Pasuk, we'd learn like the Ramban, in other words. That it's because of the um, bells. If we only had Pasuk Mem Gimel, we did assume. That's only because it's, it's a special din by the pants, because the pants is a bazillion, because of the Psar Erva. And if we only had Perakhav Tas, Pasuk Tas, Vahayislam we would have thought that that's only by the other, other pieces of clothing. We wouldn't have assumed that refers to the pants, because the pants weren't didn't have it. Didn't have a kedusha in them, like we explained according to the Raman. It was more of an of a psar erva. Therefore, if we just had that pasuk uh, zayin or uh, sorry pasuk tas, I would have assumed it means the other begadim. Therefore, we need all of them, as he explains like this. If we only had, let's say, the v'hoisam kunus elam per tas pasuk tas, I would have only known by the other pants, by the other seven pieces of clothing. But I wouldn't have known about the pants, which don't have that kedusha. And I wouldn't have known specifically if it's missing the bells. I would have thought, look, clothing, which is meant to cover you, that's, that would be ma'akev, uh, if not, be achiv. But if you're just missing the bells, or if you're missing the pants, you wouldn't be ma'akev. If I only had the pants, I would assume it's a special did by the pants. Even if I had the pants and the bells, I would assume because each one has a special aim to it. One's because of the noise, one's because of sarva. In short, you need all the pasukim to tell us all, all the different uh, scenarios. Therefore, you need all three. So that's how the Guru Arie wants to understand why there's three uh, psukim. The issue with um, this chat is, oh, and one other point. She says, I, though, 
if you look at Rashi, Rashi doesn't say by Pasuk Lamed Hey, it's teaching us the meal. He says, if you're missing one of these pieces of clothing, it says plural. So it's minimum three or six. It's not talking about just the meal. Also, if you look at Pasuk Mem Gimel, Rashi says, which is mashma any of the eight pieces of clothing you'd be chayed Misa. So it's not just talking about the pants. So the so Gurariye says it's because Rashi is learning the Fiha Emes. And he says that's the derech of Rashi, that he'll learn the Fiha Emes based on what, what will come out, uh, you know, based on the whole sugya. So even though at this point, you know, if we only had Lamed Hay, all we really know at that point is Mil, Mem Gimel would only know Mechmasayim. But since Rashi knows that we're eventually going to get it to Perukhav Test, Pasuk Test, which teaches us all the other Begadim, and as we explained, the combination of all three, we know that the Issa Mechus is really by all the pieces of clothing. So that's how it is, the Fiyah Emes, that the Chiyah Misa is really by eight. So therefore, when Rashi explains the Psukim, he explains it, the Fiyah Emes. The Pasuk Lamed Hay, when it says that if you come into the Hechel, uh, you, you, uh, when, when it comes to the Kaidish, you'll be Chayat Misa, it doesn't just mean by the meal, because the truth is, it's by any of the Begadim. Similarly, in Pasuk Mem Gimel, it says that it should be on Aaron al It doesn't just mean the pants. It really means any of the pieces of clothing. Therefore, Rashi is explaining it, the Fiyah Emes, that Pasuk Mem Gimel doesn't just mean the pants, it means all of them. Similarly, Pasuk Lamed Hay, when it says he should come to serve in Mishpah Kaila, doesn't just mean an ill. Rather, it means all the Begad. And that would be the correct interpretation of the Psukim based on uh, all the Psukim as a combination together. The problem with the Gerari. Problem number one is that the Rebbe mentions is that it's not really the derech of Rashi to rely on Vaitu Dikipsukim for us to understand what's going on now. Like in Pasuklam, hey, you don't know what's going on in the next Parakhap Tas Pasuk Tas. So to say that he's relying on that is hard to say. But he says, besides for that, you know, even besides for that particular issue, to say that he's relying on what's being said later on, he says, let's see what Rashi says on that Pasuk. So if you go to Parakhap Tas Pasuk Tas, and again, this is talking about the actual inauguration where our Moshe is putting on these clothing and the purpose of putting on the clothing was to uh, make them into Kayim. So it says over there that, uh, that he put on the Avnet and he puts on the, the hats. It will be for them a Kahuna. What does it mean? So Rashi tells us that this inauguration, this which Rashi explains is the idea of, uh, of giving the Milis is filling the hands. He says when you get a position, it's called filling the hands because just like something which is in your hands is in your possession, so when you get a job or a tafkid, that tafkid is now in your possession, in your control. So this miliyadayim, this uh, uh, duty that has been given to you, uh, this chinuf, this inauguration, that will give you the kuhunas oilam. So Rashi is basically saying, has nothing to do with that future that you always need to wear the begadim, because if you don't wear the begadim, you're not considered. But he doesn't say anything about that. All he says is, that through this inauguration that we're discussing in this parish, and more specifically, uh, through wearing the clothes, that will give you, that, give, that brings them into the kahuna asylum. That brings them into the kahuna that now they're, they're able to be kainim for Hashem. That's, as you mentioned at the beginning of Shir, the second part, that now they were inaugurated, they're able to be, uh, be kainim for Hashem through uh, the begotten. So, nothing to do with what the Gemara is saying. So it's very difficult to say that Rashi is relying on what it's going to be saying in Perikot Tess, Pasuk Tess, and it's going to talk about all the clothing. That's, that's, that's not what he says. He doesn't even explain that over there. I should point out, the Rabbi points on Ha'ara, what exactly was this Mili Yodai? So it says in the next Rashi, Umelesa, 
Yad Arambanan, that it will become that the Lisa, you will fill the heads of Aaron uh, and his children, that you'll be filled. Rashi says this idea only through these in Yanim, the, the hands of Aaron and his hand and his children, the Milu Kutzakuna, that through these in Yanim, these Tvarim, you will uh, give them this uh, appointment of Kuhuna. So what are Hadvarma Ela? So there's actually two girsas in that Rashi. One of them, the one more common, it says Aidei Hadvarma Ela. But some girsas, the Gurarias, uh, girs says Aidei Habagodam Ela. According to the Gurarie, the main Miloy seems to be doctored through the clothing. So the Gurarie is saying that Aidei Begodam Ela, that through the Begodam, that causes the uh, Miloy. Others say Aidei Hadvarma Ela, which would include both the clothing and the Kabbalah set the brain for the Miloy Yodai. But the Rebbe says that either way, according to the Gurariya, even if the Miluyodain is referring specifically to the clothing, it doesn't refer to everything. Now, if it refers to everything, then it's mamish, doesn't fit with what the Gurariya is saying, because it's not even talking about clothing specifically. It's even talking about Kurbanas. But even if you say that this Pasuk is only talking about clothing, and that was the, uh, the Chinuch, was through the, this clothing. But again, that's only talking about the inauguration. It, that doesn't tell us anything about future generations, if you're not, or even the next day, if you're not wearing the begotten, you can be high Misa. That it's telling us that through putting the, the, the clothing, then you become a Kayin. Not that if you're not, that in the future, if you're not wearing the clothing, then you're not a Kayin. Shut the on the contrary. They are always Kayin. They can get Truma when they're not wearing the clothing. They're not like Mary Gerusha when they're not, when they're, even when they're not wearing the clothing. Therefore, it'd be very difficult to say, uh, according to the Gerarie, that that, that Pasuk is talking about uh, wearing the garden, if not, they're not considered a kayan at all. No, that's not the pshat that the pashas according to that pasuk. As we see, that even in future generations, that there was a chinuch, like say, when a kayan's first day in, on, on the job, he puts on the begadim and he works, he brings a special carbon, it's called the minchas chinuch, the mincha of inauguration, because it's his first day of serving. He doesn't do everything that's mentioned in this parsha. This was a hairai show, it was a special one time thing that they did for Mishkan, which they never did again. Even when they built the base of Mikdash, Shlomo Hanalek didn't follow this exact procedure. He had a different procedure, as you see in Malachim. So it wasn't something that happened again. It was a one-time thing. So it's very hard to say that from this, that they become a Koyan through wearing the Begotten by the inauguration. That's telling us that they're only, every single day, they're only going to become a Koyan if they have uh, these clothing. Uh, the second problem is that Rashi actually said pretty clearly in Pasim and Gimel that what's the source of this din? He says, Palamadita, he says, we're learning that this teaches us, meaning Gimel is the source that teaches us that if you're according to the Gurariye, the main source is really that's the main source. And then, but we just need the other psukim really to kind of uh, fill, in the, fill in the missing parts. But according to Rashi, Rashi says, this is the source. Mem Gimel is the main source. According to the Gararie, no, Pasim Mem Gimel is really just telling us about the pants, and it's only from the combination of the other two, and, and, and mostly really the main source would be, be like the Gemara said, which would be Perikhaftas Pasikas. So that would not work very well uh, to say that he's luring Alibadamis, because Rashi says clearly the source is this Pasik. Mashaim, according to the Gararie, he's saying the source is really later on, and then Rashi, once we have the Pasik, he learns Alibadamis, also these Psukim, we know what they're referring to. Um, but that wouldn't make sense in the Halabadita, because we don't know it from here, we know it from later on, and then we can figure out what this Pasuk is talking about. So those are the approaches which are trying to explain Rashi to fit with the Gemara. So then there's a, the second style of Mephorshim, which are not trying to explain Rashi according to the Gemara. We have the, I'll give you one short one, which the Rebbe doesn't mention, just it's short, so it's easy. Uh, the Ber Yitzchak brings the Tzidla the Derech, 
Tzidododek says that we have this concept that sometimes you can have two psukim that teach the same thing. For example, uh, it says that a, how do we, Menayan, where do we know that a Talmud that's sitting in front of his Rav and he finds a schus for a poor person and a chayv for a rich person, he's not allowed to be quiet because he's scared of the rich person. So it says, because um, it says, you're not allowed to be afraid of a man. And then it brings in another more exactly the same case. And it says, where do you know that he's not allowed to be quiet? So it says, you have to distance yourself from falsehood. So we see that many times we could have two psukim that are teaching us the same thing. So we have Pasalam Hay teaches us about not missing the clothing. Pasik Mem Gimel teaches us that you have to wear the clothing. It's teaching us the same idea, just like we find that this halacha is learned from two places. It's learned from that you're not allowed to be afraid of an individual. And we also learn it that you have to distance yourself from lying. And by not saying the skus for the ani and the choyva for the rich person, you're, 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 being, you're being part of a lie. So, but the Bein Yitzchak says that it's not a good explanation for our situation. He says, because each one of those cases, Medvar Tshachek teaches us many halachas. teaches about lying in general, teaches us many things about Shekhar. Similarly, we learn many halachas about in the court how you're not allowed to be afraid of uh, the litigants. So each one of those things teaches us many things besides for that one halacha. So therefore, each one teaches us many things. And there are certain things that you could learn out from both. For example, this idea of the Talmud being quiet, you'd be over really on two Yisra. You'd be over on Leisaguru and you'd be over on Medvar Shekha but each one of those psukim are needed to teach certain lachas which are only applicable to shakar and other psukim which are only applicable to leisaguru. He says that Masha'enkin and our pasuk, pasuk Lamehe and pasuk Mangimel are teaching exactly the same thing. One's teaching about, let's say, the meal or the, or the three pieces of clothing, six pieces of clothing, however way you want to learn. But when you get to pasuk Mangimel, it tells us about all eight pieces of clothing and by Aaron and his children and for all generations. So Man Gimel includes Lamed Hay in it. So Lamed Hay is not teaching us anything. So therefore, it would be difficult to say that shot. Okay, so let's go to a second shot um, with the Rebbe brings. He brings it from the Maskele Dov. And the Rebbe is going to take certain parts of the shot. He doesn't agree to the shot in its completeness, but he will take certain Nekudus out of it. So the Maskele Dov learns like this. He says, if you like in Rashi, the first Rashi said that if you enter, you enter into the Kaidesh, that if you enter missing one of these begadim, then you're chayv misa. So it's talking about entering, just like the Lashon of the Pasuk is, is but if you go to Pasuk Mem Gimel, the Lashon of Rashi is, that if you serve, it's talking about actual service. So he says, Yesh Leimark, that Pasuk Lamed is telling us the etzim din, that if you enter into the Kodesh without the proper clothing or missing clothing, you'll be chayed Misa. And then Pasuk Lamed is teaching us another halacha, that if you serve in the Mesa Migdash, missing clothing, you'll be chayed Misa. And the reason why you need two psukim, meaning is once you're telling us you can't even enter obviously you can't enter and, 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 and do work. I mean, that's Pasha. So he gets two pshatim. One answer, uh, I think the Nachos Yaakov brings this, is because Pasuk Lamed would tell us that entering into the Heichel, the actual building of the Mishkan or the Beis Mikdash even without doing any Avaita. 
But if you just go into the courtyard, not wearing all the clothing, you wouldn't be high Misa. So going into the Heichel, the actual building, you'd be high Misa just by entering. But if you're in the Azara, you would not be. But if you go into the Azara, you go to the Mizbeach, and you actually serve, then you'd be high Misa. So one plus is telling us entering into the Heichel, into the actual chamber, you'd be high Misa just for entering. And Pasim and Gimel is telling us that, oh, by the way, in the courtyard, you're not high Misa for just entering, but you would be high Misa for serving on the Mizbeach, doing an Avedah without miss, missing clothing. That's one way they want to explain it. A second way of explaining it is, it's more of an idea that if we only had one, let's say we only had one Pasik, we would assume that you're only going to be Chayv Misa if you enter and do the Avedah. So therefore, we need a second Pasik to tell you, you know what? It's even just by entering. So if you had one, you assume entering and serving. And we have a second Pasik that's telling us just by entering itself would also be enough to be Chayv Misa if you're missing the gun. Those are two explanations. But again, the Rebbe is not satisfied with this chat. He says, because just look at Pasuk Mem Gimel. If you go to Pasuk Mem Gimel and you read the Pasuk, what does the Pasuk ask? The Pasuk tells us, that it will be on Aaron and his children when they come to the Ayomai. So when Aaron and his children come to the Ayomai, which is the Heichel's Rashi clearly says, or if they approach the Mizbeach to serve, so Mizbeach, it says Lesharis, to serve the Kaddish, Layisu Avain, they won't be able to bear the sin, but may soon they will die. So the Pasuk clearly says that if Aaron and his children come to the Ayal Mayed, they will die, or if they go to Mizbeach and serve on the Mizbeach, they be Chayim Misa. So again, Pasuk Gimbal includes whatever you're going to say Pasuk Lamed Hayes telling us. So you're saying Lamed Hayes telling us just entering, but we know that from Pasuk Lamed Gimbal, it says clearly, when they come in, you're going to be Chayim Misa. That's Pshut HaShemikah, the simple interpretation of the Pasuk. I should point out, you know, make maybe if you go to Pasha's Kazisa, when it talks about the kir washing your hands and feet, it doesn't pasuk achaf that when they come into the oil mayor, they'll wash their wash themselves with water and they won't die. Or when they approach the Mizbeach to serve, to bring a fire to Hashem, they'll wash their hands and feet, they won't die. He says if you if so the, if you look at Perik by the Kiyar, it does actually mention the idea of dying twice. It mentions it first by serving and becoming to the Ayomai, and then it tells us the second time by serving on the Mizbeach uh, that, they, that, that uh, you need to have it. If not, you will die. So it does mention this idea of not dying twice in those Psukim. He says that over there, it's because it says Musu. Since it says Musu after the first time, therefore, it tells us when you come in, there's a Chiyav Misa and then you won't die. And then it tells us a second time that you wash your hands and feet that you won't die. But our Pasuk, meaning Pasuk Lamed Hay, Lam, sorry, if you just look at Pasuk Mem Gimel, it only says Vamesu at the end of everything. So even if, so therefore you can't try to say that maybe I would have thought it's just a Misa. And then when it says that's a Chiyav Misa. And what's my Raya? Because if you go by the Kir, it had to say Vamesu by both of them. So the implication would be is if it didn't say by both of them, that would imply that uh, you wouldn't be high Misa for both. So in our Pasek, it only says it once. So I would have assumed that when it says, that's only going on Gishnam Mizbech. But just Aaron and his children coming to the Ayal Ma'id, uh, maybe it's Aser, but it's, you wouldn't be high Misa. Therefore, we need Pasek Laman Hei to tell us where it says, coming and going. That's talking about coming and going, that they won't be high Misa. That's what the... the 
wants to explain that. Why do we need it twice? Because I might have just thought that the Mises is just going on the Gishlam on his back. He says, that's not tradition, Mikra. That's not the simple interpretation. He says, if you look at the Pasuk, it's very clear. It says, oh, it says, or you come in, or you go to the Mizbeach to serve. You'll be high Mises if you don't have a clothing. And if you look at the Kir, the Kir is a totally different story. Over there, you need to say twice. Why? Maybe that's a different question, but over there, it says, the Mesu by coming to the oil night. And then it has to say the second time, because since it says musu by the oil might, if it would have just said, the I wouldn't have known that there would have been a Chiyav Misa by just approaching this man. So therefore, it has to say it a second time, musu. So I have to say it twice, because musu uh, is mentioned right after the uh, coming to the oil might. So it has to tell us the second time, musu by the Mizbeach on its own. But in our Pasek, it's very clear that the Yamusu would, Yamusu would be going on uh, the Yamusu would be going on both of them. And there is a Sikha which we learned last year on Parshik Sisa on this Pasik. Uh, so Khelakhapala Parshik Sisa, the first Sikha would discuss the idea of the this Pasik in uh, about regarding the Kir. Uh, you know, because there are a bunch of questions on it. But what's relevant to us, you know, there are some questions on that Pasik, but our correct Pasik is very clear what it's trying to say, that it's a Khi of Misa just for coming, and therefore it's it's difficult to understand. Again, why do we need Pasuk Lamed Hey? It's already included in Pasuk Lamed Gimel. Uh, one more point that the Rebbe mentions, he says, is that the only time you come to the base of Mikdash, when you come into the Echel, would only be to serve, to do an Avedah. There's It's also just to go into the Echel Stam, as I not to go into the Echel Stam. He says, even to bow down, which is an Avedah, you're not allowed to go into the Echel to bow down. Because it's, even a child knows that it's a very halakha plot, and you only let it go when Hashem gives you the command, as it's called an oil might, meaning it's the oil where you're meeting with Hashem. So if you don't have a meeting set time with Hashem, either because of Kaptiris or Korban, or Hashem's telling Moshe to come, you don't want to just stand, go into the oil uh, might. And even a child understands that. So therefore, it would be very difficult to, to say that Pasuk Lamed Hay, where it's telling us, about that, telling us the halacha, or telling us the, the, the idea that regarding the mi'il, that you need to have the mi'il on, and initial kailu b'vayel location today, Hashem Maseisa, he's talking about that he's coming in not to do an avayim. If you look at that parsha, it's telling you how to make the mi'il, and then it's telling you the purpose of the mi'il, that the mi'il's purpose is that Aaron should have it when he's serving, so he should come in, that it's in order for the voice should be heard when he comes in and goes out. So it's telling us what he's supposed to be doing. The purpose of the ill is that he's supposed to wear it while he's serving, and that makes a certain curl that he needs when he comes in and goes out. Why, why is he coming in and going out? Well, the, the, it's, he's coming in and going out to do the Avayah, as the Pasuk says clearly, that these clothing are meant to be on the shards, and then he comes in to the Ayah to serve, he needs to have those clothing on him. So therefore, what's Pasuk Lamehei talking about? Pasuk Lamehei is not talking about that iron that the Pasuk is telling us that when he comes in for no reason and he doesn't have the clothing, he'll be Chayv Misa. No, it's telling us that he's on a regular situation. When he comes in, he's supposed to be wearing these clothing. And therefore, by wearing these clothing, uh, he won't die. But it's telling us what he's supposed to be doing. Right? Again, it's not telling us a din. Like a din is mentioned um, with else, uh, let's say, command. Do this or don't do that. Or it tells if you do a certain thing, there's a punishment involved. Pasuk Lamed Hay is not telling us a din, and it's not telling us a punishment. It's telling us what he's supposed to be doing, that the purpose of the clothing, that when he comes in, he needs his clothing in order that there should be a sound. And then it tells us that if he doesn't have it, then he'll die. 
then that he'll be a, a chi of miso over there. But it's not telling us. The Rebbe also says the second point. He says that al shamikra, the only time a kain or kain gadol is allowed to go into the heichal was only by the command of Hashem, either because there was a, a carbon to be brought at Katiris, mighty Nebuchadnezzar. You weren't allowed to stand as I go into the heichal for no reason. Stand as you're just going to enter, but not, you're not going to do an avaida. Even just to go into the heichal to bow down is aser. And, and he says, even a, a and that's according to Allah. And he says, even Shamikra, a child knows that the purpose of the Mishkan was for the Hashras Shrima. And he knows that by Harsinai, nobody was allowed to go up the mountain because it was a holy place except for Moshe who was commanded to go up. So same thing, the Mishkan, which was, and the, uh, the Mishkan, which was, the Hashras Shrima was there. You weren't allowed to just go into the Heichal of Hashem without a specific command. And bowing down is not a command that you have to bow down the Heichal. On the contrary, you're allowed to bow down even in the Azar. So there will be no reason for a coin to go into the Heichal for no reason. It's only time you would go into the Heichal is to do an Avayda. So it would be very difficult to say that why do we need another Pasik? The Pasik's going to tell us that if he went in for no reason, which is Asr, and he's missing a piece of clothing when he went into Isr, he'd be Chayad Misa. That's very hard to say that that's what either Pasik Lamane or Pasik Memdegim will be coming to teach us because the Pasukim are telling us what you're supposed to be doing. If you read the Pasuk, it says, What's the purpose of the Me'il? The purpose is that it should be on Aaron when he serves. And the sound of the bells will be heard when he comes in and goes out. It's telling us what Aaron is supposed to be doing. It's telling us that when he comes into the Sharis, he needs to have these sounds there so he won't die. So it would be very difficult to tell us that what's the Pasuk talking about? The Pasuk's trying to tell us that when it says, It means that it's supposed to be on Aaron Lasharis. And he, he comes into the Kodesh for no reason at all, the Isser, uh, he needs to have them on. If not, he'll die. Meaning is because we're saying Pasuk Mem Gimel, you know, would have taught us the main halachas and, and Pasuk Lam Hay is trying to tell us this idea of coming in, that even coming in for no reason, if you're missing one of the Begadim, you'd be Chayv Misa. But if you come in for no reason, you have the Begadim, you won't be Chayv Misa. He says, but that's not what Pasuk Lam Hay is talking about. Very hard to say that. Pasuk Lam Hay is telling us that Aaron is supposed to wait the Me'il when he comes into the Kodesh. And then he won't die. So what's the Pasuk talking about? It's talking about when he comes in the Isser, he's supposed to have the, the bells on so he won't die? That's not what the Pasuk's talking about. The Pasuk's talking about that the purpose of Me'il is that when he's telling me to do Avaida when he has reason and he's allowed to come in, he has to wear this Me'il when he's doing this Avaida, let's say, to bring the Kataris. If not, he'll die. So the Pasuk Lama is not talking about coming in the Isser or coming in for no reason. The Pasuk's talking about also coming in the Sharks. So it's hard to say the Pasuk Lama is telling us when it's for, for no reason. And the Pasuk Memgim was talking about when it's for Avaida. That, again, it's, it's, that's not what either of the Pesukim are talking about. The Pesukim are talking about what, what, what you're supposed to be doing. And the ill is that this is how you're supposed to come to the Kedah Kedash and them ill when you're doing your Avaida. And Pasuk Memgim was also telling us what you're supposed to be doing, that these clothing are supposed to be on them, not when these clothing are supposed to be on them when you come into the Heichal, the Isser. No, it's supposed to be on them when you're coming to do the Avaida, and therefore you're allowed to be inside the base of Mikdash, and therefore you won't die. Okay. So the Rebbe uh, has, a, has a different explanation. So, and he keeps one idea, though, from the Masul David, that he wants to say that the Diak, that in Pasuk, Lamed Hei Rashi is talking about the Inyan in Yukonis, that if he enters, it's talking about the idea of Kimisa, while Mem Gimel is talking about the idea of being Mishamish, actually doing the Vaidu. So he's going to keep that idea. The Rebbe points out another Diak. The Diak is 
that in Pasuk Lamed Hey, no, let's start with Pasuk Mem Gimel. Pasuk Mem Gimel, Rashi says, that if he serve, teaches us that if a crane that serves Mechus Begadim, will be Chayv Misa. And Chukas Eilam Loi, that whenever it says Chukas Eilam, it's Exer, Miyad, Ladaris, the Akedvai, something which is Chayv in Dinyavad, you need to have this clothing. He says, Pasuk Mem Gimel is telling us, Rashi writes it as a Din. That this Pasuk, what's the purpose of this Pasuk? This Pasuk is coming to tell us the Din of Bechusu Begadim for now and for all generations of her regular Kayin, Kayin Gadol, they need Begadim. So according to Rashi, clearly, what is the source of the din? As he says, clear, is Pasuk Mem Gimel, and that's for everybody. And therefore he says it in an expression of the din, because that's the source of the din. He says, when we go to Pasuk Ramad, hey, Rashi says in a way of a narrative. He says like this, Ha'im but if he enters when he's missing one of these Begadim Malali, if he enters while he's missing one of these types of clothing, then he's going to be hiding some Deshamayim. He doesn't say in a way of a din. The way the din would be is uh, that you're not allowed to come in when it's mechus begadim, or it could be a way of a punishment. He says it like if he enters. It says in the way of a narrative that if he comes in properly, he will he won't die. But if he comes in missing one of the clothing, then he will die. Uh, a command. It's actually in the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam. The Rambam says that one of the rules to know if something's a command is it has to be said in, the, in a way of expression of a command. Something is said in a way of a story, a narrative. Then it's not a command. That's just telling over a story. So also over here, when it's saying over in a way of a narrative, this means that this is not the source of the lacha. Rather, it's telling us, uh, it's, it's explained to us the toichin of this parsha, and from the toichin of this parsha, we're able to learn out a a din. Meaning, is the toichin is is about loyamusu, but from that, the klalav, you're able to learn out a special din or a special idea. Klalav what happens if he did come in while mechusa Okay, so what does that mean? So again, so Pasuk Mem Gimel, though, just to give a sikkim so far, the Rebbe's Pshat, Pasuk Mem Gimel is the main source. And Pasuk Laban Hay is going to be teaching us a special din, because since in the way of a narrative, the main idea is telling us the story, an idea. And from that idea, we can learn how to din. So the Rebbe explains. Lashon Rashi is, another dik we had earlier, is that Rashi says that if you're missing one of these begotten, Shaila is, which begad are we talking about? So we said, according to the Re'en, it means uh, six begadim. The Gorari, he says it really means all eight, because Rashi is speaking al de Amas. The Ramban uh, understood Rashi to mean actually just the three begadim. The Rebbe learns that it also means three begadim. That if you're missing one of these begadim, it means the three begadim that we've been describing and discussing at length in this parsha. True, in Pasuk Dalam mentions all six, but it doesn't discuss all six. It only discusses three of them. So it says, begadim halalu, these begadim that we've been discussing. That if you're missing one of them, you're going to be chayv misa. If, if you enter uh, the kaidish, missing one of these begadim, you'll be chayv misa. Why these begadim? What's so special about these begadim? It's because in the psukim, we find by each one of these begadim, the atoichen meyuch, the pasik tells us the purpose of it. By the end of the Maisa Eifet, it tells us that you should put the Shteavanim on Kispaisa Eifet, you put them on the shoulders. Why? Because there are Avnei Zakarin to B'nai Yisrael, the Nasa Arna Shmoisim of Hashem, that the stones will have the names of B'nai Yisrael, and when Aaron, when Aaron will carry these names when he's Lufnei Hashem. As Rashi explains that this brings, uh, reminds them of the Sitkis of the B'nai Yisrael, brings them forgiveness. So the idea of coming in with the, with the case, the, 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 the names on the stones of the Eifet is to bring a Zakarin to Hashem. Similarly, by the Chayshin, 
says that Aaron will carry the Shemus B'nei Yisrael, the Chayshon Mishpat, Again, to remind Hashem of the Jewish people's sitkis. In the end, it says you should put the Aram Matumim into the Chayshon. It says, Mishpat Yisrael, Hashem Tamim. That he'll carry the Mishpat. Rashi explains that. The idea of that uh, carrying the Mishpat means that it, 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 it brings forgiveness for perversion of, of Din. So again, that the purpose of each one has a purpose. We have the Eifer, which is a Zakarin. We have the Chayshon, which is also Zakarin. The Aram Matumim, which was in the Chayshon, was for a uh, kapara for the union of mishpat. And then we have by the eel, it says, Again, so this idea of the meil uh, uh, is in order that there be a curl when he comes in front of Hashem. So the union and the mechuvan of these begotten is connected with the idea of knisa, that when you're lifnei Hashem, when you enter, when you're in front of Hashem, you're supposed to bring a zikarin, to, uh, a zikarin of the B'nai Yisrael to Hashem, or you're supposed to have this curl when you're coming in or going out in front of Hashem. It all has to do with entering itself. It's not connected to the union of Avoida. Masha'enkin, but the other Brigadim, after tells us how our, uh, Moshe put the clothing on Aaron and his children, and it says that uh, the purpose was that uh, was Malaysis Yodam, is the idea of inaugurated them and be Mekadosh them, the kindly bring them into the Shiras. So it was connected with the union of inauguration, make, sanctifying them. And bringing them into the actual shears of the Kainan. The Pasik tells us that, uh, that only then that once they are inaugurated, then these closing will be on Aaron and his children when they come to the Ayamaid or when they come to serve on the Mizbeh. And as the Rebbe explains um, in another Sikha, really again, Parshis Kasisa, Khail Khapal Parshis Kasisa, the first Sikha, that according to Rashi Pshutish Mikras, we explained earlier, whatever it says that they're coming to the oil Mayed, it doesn't mean coming to the oil Mayed, the Isser, it means coming to the oil Mayed, which is the Heichel Behekta, meaning they're coming to do Nabayda. So whenever they come to the oil Mayed to do the Abayda, Lahakir, to like the Menorah, or whatever, or they're going to the Mizbeach to bring a carbon, it has to be with these Vigadim. Meaning is that the, by the other Vigadim, there's no Inyan Meyuchet, rather the purpose of these other Vigadim is for them to be able to do the Abayda. Right? So, so in short, we have three Vigadim that are mentioned until this point that their purpose is for each one has an Inyan Menuchad, which is connected to them being in front of Hashem and they're entering in front of Hashem. Then we have the other Begadim, which their purpose is initially, again, to sanctify them, to inaugurate them. But in the long term, it's for them to serve with. And as we explained, really, that even the idea of the inauguration was that the Inyan of inauguration is that you do the Avodah, which you're going to be doing on a continuous basis. You do it the first time. That is the inauguration. That is the training. So again, it's all really part of the same idea that the purpose of the other clothing was uh, for Avaida. And there it does mention the tzitz, so um, the tzitz wasn't connect, also had an Inyan Meluchad, but it wasn't connected to the Inyan of just being in front of Hashem or entering in front of Hashem. By the tzitz, it says the idea was um, that if someone, if a coin by accident was makrib, either the chelev or, or the blood, when it was tameh, the tumah, so you're not allowed to be makrib, chelev, or blood, the tumah. Let's say the Fechelev was Tameh or the Korban was Tameh. Um, dump can't become Tameh, so either means the Korban was Tameh or the Fechelev was Tameh. Then you're, you're not allowed to be back of these things on the Mizbeh. What happens if it was accidentally? So we said that Sitz is Machaper to Machshu the Korban, that if the Yevon was brought, the Korban is Kosher. But that's not when the Koyen is necessarily in front of Hashem. It's not the Vort that when he's in front of Hashem, it brings a Kapar. No, it's when an accident happens and a korban is brought, then there will sit on this particular issue. 
So it's not the vart like the other begadim uh, uh, that it's lefne, it brings us a karm when he's in front of Hashem. It's going to be nishba lefnei Hashem. A weir has nothing to do with being lefnei Hashem. It's rather when uh, this particular issue happens, the, the tzitz will bring a, a, a kapara and we match with that particular karm. He said, especially if we look at Rashi, he actually brings two uh, opinions of how this sits works. According to the main opinion, which Rashi says, according to the Shemikra, is that it works even when it's not even on Aaron's head. It says that sits is machafer even when it's not. It says, the Rasa of Hashem Tamid. It always brings kapara constantly, even when it's not on his head. So clearly, the sits has nothing to do with being on Aaron, and definitely not being on Aaron when he's entering into the Heichel or uh, to be in front of Hashem has, has nothing to do with that. According to the main opinion, it is Mechaper even if it's not on him. There is a second opinion that holds that's only Mechaper when it's actually on Aaron. But again, even according to that opinion, that's only Mechaper when he's actually wearing it. That's not nothing to do with being with Hashem. It has to do with when did that Avera happen. And when that Avera happens, it will bring a Kapar. Either way. So we see that by these three particular pieces of clothing, which are discussed until the end of Pasuk Lamed Hay, there is an Inyam Yuchid by them. And the Inyam Yuchid is that they cause a certain toichen, uh, a certain inyan, a certain zikaron to happen just by the kain gadol entering or being there, being lefnei Hashem. Masha Inkin, by the, all the other begadim, they're more of a preparation that in order to do an avayda, you need to have these clothing on. Is it, even that is a machlek, is, is the vart that the begadim are a heksher, that you can't bring the korban unless you have these um, begadim on, or is the vart it's even inside the person, that the begadim bring a certain covet to the individual, therefore he's a more of a holier person or honorable person, then he can bring the korbanis. Whether it's inside the chatz or the, or the gavr, doesn't matter. The point is that it's really just necessary for the uh, avayda. So based, based on that, we can understand what's the Pasuk, what's Pasuk Laman Hay trying to tell us? So Pasuk Laman Hay, and really all the Pasukim until Pasuk Laman Hay are trying to tell us the purpose of the clothing, that each one had a certain purpose. And the purpose is just by Aaron wearing them and coming into the front of Hashem, that union is accomplished. Therefore, by all the Pasukim, it says, or the, the idea being is that by coming is causing the kapara. So therefore, also in Pasuk Lamed Hay, when it says v'mesu, that v'loya musu, that it's trying to tell us, again, what the purpose is. That it's trying to tell us that the whole, this idea of the begodim is being accomplished not by the avayda being done, but just by entering. So regardless, if you're, the reason why you'd be coming in, as we said earlier, you're not allowed in the Heichel unless you're coming to do an Avaidus. You can't just stamazai go in uh, because you want to bring a Zakarn. Oh, I'm not doing anything, but this will be a Zakarn of Neshem just by the Kayin Gadol walking in. No, that would not be permitted. But just by the Kayin Gadol coming in, let's say to do an Avaidus, as soon as he comes in, even before the Avaidus is accomplished, he's already bringing that Zakarn of Neshem. Therefore, Rashi is saying that. The opposite is also true, that since when he enters, he's accomplishing what he's, he's gonna, supposed to be accomplishing, just by entering, he brings a certain accomplishment, and therefore he won't die. So from this law, that he won't die if he's accomplishing the purpose of these clothing, which is to bring us the karma of Pnei Hashem, therefore we hear the law that if he does come in without these clothing, that he's not accomplishing the purpose of what these clothing are, and then he'd be high Misa. Meaning that this Indian, this is so important, the purpose and the Teichon of these clothing, that if you don't accomplish it, you're high Misa. 
So the Pasik is not trying to tell us a din that you need to be wearing uh, begotten when you come to the Hechel, because that we already know from Pasik Mem Gimel. Because the only time you're allowed to come into the Hechel anyways is when you're doing a Vaida and you need to be wearing clothing. That we learned from Pasik Mem Gimel. The purpose of our Psukhni is really trying to just tell to us clearly that the, these begotten were able to accomplish their Toichen even before the Vaida is actually done, just by entering it. And therefore, it has to tell us also the idea of Misa. Because you could have had a Hava Amina that if, if the perp, if, what would I would have thought if I didn't have Pasuk, the end of Pasuk Laman, hey, about uh, Belayimus? I would have thought like this, that the purpose of an ill, the A-fall, of course, is to cause the Zakarim. When they come in, they're going to cause the Zakarim. But when does that Zakarim actually happen? It doesn't just mean when they come in. It means when they come in and they actually do avoid it, that's when the um, zikar, that's when the zikaron will happen. That they come in and do the avayda, then then it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish. So therefore, to teach us, no, that's not true. The pasuk has to tell us that by their coming in and they're going out and they're wearing these clothing, then they won't die. It's, it has to add add the certain nakuda that just by coming in and by leaving, you're able to accomplish this inyan and therefore you won't die. Nothing to do with the Tashmish. Again, because if we didn't have this Pasuk, we would talk, okay, coming in plus doing that way. But by telling, having this extra Pasuk, which is stressing, as Rashi says, why do we have this extra Pasuk, which isn't needed? We already have Pasuk in Gimel. He says, the, this Pasuk is trying to tell us that the essential idea of them coming into the Mishkan, or not them, the Kaingobu coming into the Mishkan with these clothing, that already is what accomplishes what these pieces of clothing are supposed to accomplish, even before the Avoida is done. And therefore, if he would leave without, uh, if he would come in without one of these pieces of clothing, he'd be high misa just for coming in. Because not, not even if he comes in and does the havai, even before he does the havai, he'd be high misa because he missed the purpose of this piece of clothing. What's the nafimina? So the nafimina will be is, let's say there is a situation when he comes in and doesn't end up doing the havai for whatever reason. He comes in, let's say, uh, you know, he's high on the havai from their base. He was coming in, but he didn't actually do the havai and he was missing one of the pieces of clothing. So if he was missing, let's say, the uh, shirt, the katanis, so he won't be chayv misa, he didn't do an avay. They came in, he left, he didn't have the katanis, he's not chayv misa. But if he came in and he was wearing the meil, and he wasn't wearing the meil, the meil was missing, then he won't be chayv misa, even though he didn't do avay. It's one after. Second after me is, let's say he comes in, he does the avay, and after he finishes the avay, he takes off the meil before he leaves. So the law is that the meil is supposed to be there the entire time. Because that's Nishma Kaila, the volume would say so. So if he takes off an ill before he actually, uh, before he leaves, if he's still there and he takes off an ill, he'd be Chayv Misa. Because you're in front of Hashem and you don't have an ill on. Masha'enken, if you take off the Ketanis, you did the Avaita, and then you take off the Ketanis and walk out, you won't be Chayv Misa because, well, you're not doing an Avaita in it. So why does Rashi just say this idea of Imyakanis if you enter? And also the Pasuk is stressing by most of them the Vayam. By the meal attack, it says, Bavoyam of But the other one just says, and they come in front of a sham in the Zikar. The reason is because that's the more common scenario that when you're coming in in front of a sham, you're wearing the clothing or you're not wearing the clothing. So if you're wearing the clothing, you accomplish the kapar. If you're not wearing the clothing, you're not accomplishing the kapar. But it's not a very normal case that he comes in and then he does the Avaida and then he takes off his katainas uh, or he takes off his uh, meal. That's not a very normal situation that he does the Avaida and then takes off the meal while he's in the Kaidish. Therefore, the passage is not. The Pasuk speaks about more common situations that he might have 
forgotten to put it on or he purposely didn't put on that clothing. Not if he comes in, does the avoid and then takes it off. That's a very strange case. And therefore the Pasuk does not mention it, even though technically it would be true, that halacha. And, and just to finish off, or a few more things to finish off, that the Rebbe actually brings a rugged shower. The, the, in the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam, Mitzvah Sasei Lam and Gimel, talks about the Mitzvah of wearing clothing. So Lechaira, I believe this is the Rav Shabbos question, is if you look at the Sefer Mitzvah, it seems very strange. At the beginning of the Mitzvah, the Rambam is describing the Mitzvah that it's a Mitzvah to wear the clothing La'avayda. And if you're missing, uh, if you come in and you're Mechusu Begadim when you do the Avayda, it keeps on mentioning it. Mechusu Begadim when you do the Avayda, Yechai Misa. But then afterwards, at the second part of the Mitzvah, he starts this, talking about that there's a command for the Kohen Gadol to have clothing on. And he brings a Pasuk and a Sifri and says that um, Aaron brings a Sifri that Aaron didn't wear the clothing uh, for his own, co- even though the clothing was so beautiful, he didn't wear it for his own beauty and for his own covet. Rather, he just did it. That as the command was. And what was the command? The command was, this Raman says, to wear the clothing. And then he continues. That since it's a mitzvah to wear the begad, and therefore he should always have it on him constantly. Since it's a mitzvah to wear the clothing, he should always have it on him when when when, um, when he's in the base of mikdash. So it seems like a little contradictory. Initially, he says the mitzvah is to wear the begad and fravay. Then he says you should always be wearing the begad because just wearing the begad is a mitzvah when he's in, in the base of mikdash. So he should have it constantly. Second of all, he also mentioned that. The mitzvah is only when you're doing avayda. Therefore, the avnet, which is kalim, you're not allowed to have the avnet on, because uh, oh, the avnet, which is kalim, you're only allowed to have on when you're doing the avayda. Because when you're doing the avayda, that's the mitzvah. So I say the But when you're not doing the avayda, you have to take the avnet off. So what does he mean at the end of the, of the mitzvah that you, you can have it on constantly? You should oh, kain gadol should always be wearing the clothing. What do you mean? How can we wear the avnet constantly? You can only wear the avnet when he's doing avayda. So the Raghavishar wants to say, I, I think those are his questions. Well, again, Raghavishar doesn't explain his questions, but he explains that the Sefer Mitzvah is trying to say that there's a difference between the clothing the, the, the Akoyin Hedjit wears and the Akoyin Gadol wears. Akoyin Hedjit only wears his clothing for the purpose of doing a Vaida. As it says in the Pasuk, uh, Pasuk um, Memalef, it was the Chabad Lutferis. Pasuk Mem, Pasuk Memalef, it was the Chabad Lutferis. The purpose of the Big Day Hedjit we're just for Lakavilo Teferis is the purpose of that it should be on them when he comes to serve in the base of Mikdash. Masha'inkim by the Kayin Gogol, as we just explained, definitely three of those pieces of clothing. I'm not sure if the Raman is trying to say all of them or not, but the idea is that by the Kayin Gogol, as we just explained according to Rashi, three of them wasn't a mitzvah for, had to do anything to do with the Vaita. Three of those begotten were, were connected to the idea of just being in the Lefnei Hashem that causes a Zakara. So I desire what Rambam. Is trying to say is that by the kain hadjit it's talking only when he's doing a vaid as a mitzvah. But by the kain gadol he should always have the clothing on because when the kain gadol has his clothing on, that's constantly a mitzvah because it's constantly accomplishes something. Because just by the etzim idea that he's wearing it lefnei Hashem, it causes a zikar lefnei Hashem. So that that is the sicha. And just to maybe take a few more minutes, maybe to discuss why does Rashi learn differently, let's say, than the Rambam. Let's start from the, 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 the easiest to the hardest. So Perakhaf task, Pasuk task, that's the source, according to the Ramban, the main source of the idea of so Rashi doesn't learn it that way, that's very Pashuk, because according to Rashi, that Pasha is not talking about wearing clothes in the base of Migdash, it's talking about the, um, 
starting with the idea of the the maluyim, that he put up that part of the inauguration was putting on these clothing in order to be a kuhuna island to bring them into the kuhuna. So it, it's not talking about the father's idea of um, wearing clothing for all generations. Talk about the idea of chinuch. And again, of shemikra, it's hard to say that if you're not wearing clothing, you're not considered a kain. You're considered a czar. That the clothing is what makes him a kain. And if he's not wearing the clothing, he's not a kain. That's hard to say. Api shemikra. Pasuk mem gimel. Therefore, Rashi doesn't work that way. Then we go to pasuk mem gimel. That's the main source according to Rashi. According to the Ramban, that's really only talking about the pants. So according to the Ramban, he says it's talking about the pants because Pasuk Membeis and Mem Gimel is, Pasuk Membeis is talking about pants, therefore Pasuk Mem Gimel is also talking about the pants. He also says, furthermore, the next parak already tells us about all the other clothing. So Rashi doesn't have the next parak to tell us about all the other clothing. That's out. So according to Rashi, now we have, is this referring to all the clothes or just referring to the pants? So according to Rashi, again, Papashis, what is this, the past few Sukkim talking about? Rashi's telling us, it's, it's giving us the command, Hashem's telling Moshe, really the command of what he's supposed to be doing um, during the inauguration. So he tells him how to make the clothing, right? And then he tells him that you're supposed to, you're supposed to put them on Aaron and his children, and you'll inaugurate them, and he's talking about, he's giving the command that he has to inaugurate them. And Rashi tells us, that means all eight begotten for Aaron and the four begotten for his children. Even though the pants hasn't been mentioned yet, the pants will only be mentioned in the next passage. So how does Rashi know that Hibashta refers to the pants too? So the Pshad is, because Rashi says this has to do with Chinuch. Chinuch means that, you, that Moshe have to help them and train them the first time that they do Avaida according to the dictates of how that Avaida will be done in the future. So since the Kayan, Gabal, the regular Kayan, will be wearing all the clothing, including the pants, and doing Carbonus. Uh, Therefore, the first day for the inauguration, they had to wear all the clothing, and Moshe had to put it on them, and they had to do those Carbonus. So, therefore, Rashi learns Yibashta obviously must be including the pants because the pants is Ma'akim. You don't have the pants, you can't do the Avaidim. Pants is one of the things that they need for the future. Therefore, he understands Pasim Mem Gimel 2 is also referring to all the clothing. Since we're saying that, he'll, that the whole purpose of the inauguration is because this is the beginning of what will always be, and therefore it includes the pants. Therefore, when it says in Pasim and Gimel that they will be on Aaron and his children, why would it just be referring to the pants at that point? No, rather, Papashis is referring to this inauguration, which is the beginning of the Avaida, that way of the beginning of Avaida, which you needed the clothing, that is something which will be for all future generations that they need these clothing. That's the first time they did it, is the Haskala of what will always be. And Pasim Membeis is just telling us how the pants, and the pants is somewhat separated, because again, the pants, the main idea of the Psar Erva, so it was part of the Vigde Kuna, but had a little bit of a different status, therefore it's mentioned separately. Um, fine. But the biggest question really on Rashi would be is in Pasuk Lamehei. Pasuk Lamehei is talking about the Me'il. So how does Rashi know that it's talking about these three begotten? Why doesn't it? The Chayyim is talking about the Me'il. That's the truth of Shemikra. Uh, the Rebbe asked this actually in the non-edited Sichos uh, Kaidich, and he, did, he doesn't bring an answer for it. I guess he was assuming that we would come up with an answer. Or maybe he does speak about it in a later sicha. I, I don't know, uh, but let's based on what we're saying, let's see if we can figure it out. So I think the, the main issue that Rashi was having over here is two main issues really. Is that one? Why is this idea of first of all three maybe? First of all, this pasuk seems extra. We already have pasuk gimel. So we explained because uh, pasuk gimel is talking about avoda the pile, but over here it's trying to tell us the, that the purpose of 
let's say the meal, let's start with the meal. The purpose of the meal was that just coming accomplishes the union of the meal. And therefore, just by having the meal on you, that uh, fulfills what it's supposed to be fulfilling. Therefore, if it's not on you, you'd be chayv yisa. Okay, so that's why it has to say it in a, uh, a second time. Why does it have to say it also in a negative? Musa. The second problem is, it says Musa. Why don't you just say in the positive type of way? That if you have it on, you're good. If you don't have it on, you'll be chayv misa. Because again, we're not really trying at this point to tell us in halacha. It's telling us what the purpose uh, of this, uh, or the purpose of what this keli is, and when that purpose is being fulfilled, that the purpose is going to be fulfilled as soon as they come in. Therefore, you'll be chayv misa if uh, you don't have it on when you're coming in, even before you do the avodah. Because it's, again, it's trying to stress what the purpose of these things are. So then the question, I think the main question would be, is that Ayba's life, this whole purpose of this passing, is really just to tell us that this me'il, which, where it's, it, it accomplishes its purpose just by the etzim coming into the, the kodesh, that accomplishes its purpose even before you do the avodah. But why is this only mentioned by the me'il? Why isn't this also mentioned by the ephod and the Chayshin. Isn't the Chayshin and the Ephod exactly the same idea? The Chayshin and the Ephod are also accomplish this that they're supposed to accomplish as soon as they come into the Hecha, before you do the Avaida. So if by the Me'il we're saying as soon as it comes in, it accomplishes what it accomplishes. And therefore, if you don't have it on your Chayv Misa, so shouldn't it be the same thing by the Chayshin and the Ephod? Baharaya, if you look at the other Begadim, which their purpose is for the actual Avaida, when are you going to be hived? When that avoid is accomplished? If you look at the well, all eight and all four, part of it is that you need it also for the avoid of In order to do avoid, the kind had you need four, kind of will need eight also for the avoid, of course. And if you do the avoid without any of these eight, you're going to be hived. Misa, why? Because at the time of the avoid, you're accomplishing the uh, you're accomplishing what you're supposed to accomplish when it comes to the carbon. And therefore, we're saying by the ill, we're accomplishing what it's supposed to accomplish already as soon as you come in. Therefore, you're going to be hived. Misa for the nail. So the question would then be. So by the Eifite and the Cheshit should be the same thing. Meaning, just like by the Cheshit and the Eifite, if you actually did a Vaita, you'd be Chayv Misa, because when the Cheshit and the Eifite is also needed for Karbanis. So if you don't have the Cheshit and the Eifite on when you do the Karbanis, let's say on the Mizbeach, not even the Cheshit, you go on the Mizbeach, you don't have the Eifite on. So you're Chayv Misa, why? Because you need the Eifite on when you're, when you're going to on the Mizbeach to do the uh, Vaita. So same thing, when you come into the Cheshit, it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish as soon as you enter. So you should be chayv misa as soon as you enter. That would be the logic. Because we see the choshen is, is important enough to be chayv misa when you're, uh, when you're on the mezbeach and doing an abaydah. So the other acts, because that's when it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish on the mezbeach. So when you go into the hecha and it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish as soon as you walk in, or, when you, or when, at least when you're there, you also should be chayv misa because it's that important. And if not, uh, if you do it, then you're... You affect what you're supposed to affect, and if you don't have it on, then you'd be chayv misa because you don't affect. So therefore, just like it applies to the meal, it should also apply to those others. So the chayr, maybe that would be the reason. According to Rashi, why he says a begadim halalu, it's not just the meal; it has to refer to all of them. Because if you're looking at the teich and the reasoning why this pasuk is being brought, as we mentioned, really the issues that we have with this pasuk, this pasuk's extra, and it's mentioned in the way of a shulila machlalada b'shmehein, and then we understand, okay, so the pasuk must be coming to conclude as soon as they come in. Then, because that's when it accomplishes what it needs to do by the Me'il, so then, then the Eifah and the Choshin is exactly the same thing. And therefore, uh, Rashi learns that true, I think this is the word, true that this passage might be referring to the 
specifically Ne'il, but the idea is also applying to the other ones. What the Pasuk is really t- trying to tell us is that for those Begadim, which their Pe'ula is, is Tut'uf, when you do the Kenisa, as soon as there's the Kenisa, uh, if you don't have the ability, Bichayat Misa would apply by any of these types of Begadim. Mash'eng the Begadim, which tunes the hook only the Shasa Baida, then the Chiyat Misa will only uh, kick in at the moment when you do that Baida.